Welcome back to the sales complex here at uh, Inglis. And, of course, uh, the day three coverage has just begun. You can listen to all the action here on RSN 927. Or, if you want, just jump on Inglis Digital and you will have all of the action throughout the afternoon. One man who's got plenty of action is the AFL editor of RSN, Mark Stevens. And, Steve, as I say, good morning to you. Gee whiz, there's plenty of news heading up. I haven't seen Michael Christian out here, but... I know he's been selling and maybe even buying, but uh, if we do, I'll definitely try and ask a few questions because I, I heard you were scathing, re his decisions over the weekend this morning. Look, I think Chriso has to work to the parameters, Michael, but perhaps the system, I think, needs to change. When you look at it, I think Tred Cotchin pretty lucky. Uh, I know you're a Tiger man, but to thrust a forearm into the neck and head region of an opponent when we're supposed to be protecting the head... It was a chance, I think, to make a statement and give him a week. I think it was an intentional one. In the end, it was uh, counted as misconduct, and, and he copped uh, a $1,000 fine. So I did my research. He's now copped $11,400 in fines over his career and has been rubbed out once. The last 10 times uh, he's gone up, Michael, he's copped a fine. So he's living life on a tightrope. So to my theory would be, I think there should be a past record come into this, so... It's a carryover points situation. So my theory is that once you cross over the 5,000 threshold each time, it's a week. So he's, he's $5,000 fine. Once that gets to that total, you get a week. He's just gone past the 10,000. That's another week. I think your bad yeah, record has you, to come into it. Why do, you want to, why do you want the better players of the game to sit on the sidelines more often? Well, no, I think we've just got to be fair, that's all. I, I just think the past record should go into it. And at the moment, the history's wiped away, Michael. There used to be the carryover points, remember that? The 92.75, all those fancy numbers. And if you did something wrong, that was added on and you got a week. I just think the system could do with a bit of a tweak. Look, it's great that Koch is out there. Mikey Velasaris is obviously not happy as a Carlton man. He's nodding with everything I'm saying because it could be a game-turner <laughs> because Koch is pretty handy inside the forward 50 there. Big game round one, so I think he's lucky to get off. The individual incident, you may well be right, but I don't like the idea of having carryover points and and fines because imagine if there was something that was so innocuous on the eve of a grand final or the eve of the finals and because you've got some carryover, you get rubbed out. I I just don't like that. I I think you get the decision, you get rubbed out at the time. I, I don't like the carryover points. Yeah, it's, it's a talking point. I think in most walks of life, your history comes into it, though, doesn't it, when you're coming out with penalties? So AFL, a little bit kinder. But what about the NRL, Michael? Do you think we're giving them a free kick? Uh, they've started two weeks earlier. World record ratings for the NRL week one on Foxtel, 17% up on last year. I was just thinking this morning, do we need to start footy a little bit earlier? We're giving them a, a go at it. We've got the Dolphins coming in. There's a lot of talk around NRL, a storm of stolen a march. And at the moment, we're just pussyfooting around with pracky games. Do we think we, we need well, to get it moving? It's interesting. I, I heard your conversation with Half earlier, and I suppose it all comes down to the players' enterprise bargaining agreement and the broadcast rights. You can't whack a couple of extra rounds on the season as it is right now. But what's different this year and I can't remember whether it was last last year as well is Steve we used to have free-to-air games that were televised practice matches we used to have a pre-season competition which would fill that void into the start of the AFL season well there's none of that now so you're right in what you say maybe it is a bit of a free kick for those who want to watch the NRL but 
I don't think we can just pull a couple of extra rounds out of a hat. Oh, I suppose we have another buy, and then I mentioned a wild card round uh, to, to try and buy your way in. So sort of six versus ten, or seven versus ten, and eight versus nine before we even get started. Just some ideas because I think uh, the practice matches have gone out the window anyway. I think we need to get into the real stuff. Talking of the real stuff, Michael, how much are you prepared to pay for a beer at the footy these days? I know you're a man of the people. You get out there oh. with the plastic and get the beer poured in. What's the going rate for a beer? You won't believe the price that they're going to charge at Marvel this year. Well, I don't believe the price you pay in a pub these days. It's, I paid 15 bucks for a beer the other day in a pub. In a it's pint? Or a, obviously, it was a pint. That was a pint, yeah. But often, if, if they give it to you in a fancy glass, one of the European or Asian businesses, because it's in a frosted glass with a nice shape, you pay extra. But the reason well, I, I raise know. this, so the beer now at the footy at Marvel will be $10.50 for a 425... For a, for a Carlton, pot? A Carlton Draft 425 mil... Schooner. ...in the plastic. Schooner. So it's up from nine fifty last year. Um, you know, maybe text in. It's, it's $10 a threshold for a beer. It's probably not going to stop Mikey Velasaris getting on the source at a game of footy, but I think it's uh, it's getting to that point now, over the 10 bucks, It's uh, a bit steep. The pie and chips are staying at $4.50, but the beers have gone up a dollar. Ten, 10 bucks for a beer. There's another Carlton man that's just sauntered into the sales complex here, Jason Richardson. Put their cans on. We're just talking with Mark Stevens here, the AFL editor, and He's he's incredulous. Ten dollars for a beer now at the football. Uh, would you pay ten bucks for a beer, Richo? No chance whatsoever, brother. No chance. It should be. What's your gut feel? Six fifty, seven dollars max. Seven I bucks. Thought. I think you could pay. Is that in plastic or in plastic? Four twenty-five mil. Oh, so it's a, a scooter. Ten dollars plastic. Oh, yeah, please. Ten fifty. You would. Ten fifty. Yep. It's up from nine fifty, Stephen. Yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> and is that at every yes, um, at every venue? Is uh, that every that's venue? at Marvel, so that's the uh, AFL-run venue. I'm not sure about the price at the G, but you know, like the beer and the plastic. To be honest, it's not at its best. I mean, you're already uh, you should get a discount for doing it in plastic. Is that mid-strength? No, that's Carlton Draft. <laughs> <laughs> so. What about out at Witten Oval, where, where your boys play? <laughs> um, what do they charge there? Well, it's still four dollars a can there. In for yeah, a green well, there we go. That's what it should be, as as we used to do in the in the mid nineties, uh, Richo, out there near the EJ Witten stand. How, how oh. much for a bucket of chips? Four dollars fifty. That's all right. Yeah. So is that compared? What, how's that com- or in the, at the G? Well, yeah. Is it four fifty at the G? Yeah. How does that compare no, with no ra- racing prices? Similar, or you can get a, you can at least get it in no. a proper can or a glass. Well, it's actually, you know what, in all seriousness, this is a major issue, I think, for all sport at the moment, that the way that all sports are broadcast and covered at the moment, it's so enticing to sit at home. And if then you add another layer in front where it says uh, admission is very expensive, and then if you want to actually go, you know what, I want to be there for the occasion, Carlton versus Richmond, 90,000, I want to be there amongst it. However, it's going to cost me $10 a beer and it's going to cost me $15 to have something uh, to eat or $20. And suddenly Mickey Blue Eyes rocks up there with his beautiful girls, his wife. You're walking out 200 lighter on. Getting there, getting back. Whereas you could be sitting at home, HD, enjoying it all. That's the biggest Mm. challenge, I think, at the moment for professional sporting organisations to get that balance right. I oh, no doubt, but Mickey Absolutely. Blue Eyes would be in a function room somewhere, so that wouldn't really come into play. There's Instagram He's never action. seen a sporting event live without glass between him and the action. <laughs> what about 
Yeah, you, Steve, are you still wear your Channel 7 lanyard just to get in for free? No, I've still got the Channel 7 badges at home. I stole a few of those. You stole Tom Brown's one and put his own picture on it. I oh, save them for Fade's fancy dress now, guys. But I've even got an Olympic uh, one, Richo. I found one of those. You've got oh. a few of those too. Uh, hey, do you know oh, what? Yeah, Rich, yeah. Richo's probably feeling the same way as Mikey. Uh, were you surprised that Cochin got off with just a fine for that little uh, elbow? The perfect description between Stephen and also half this morning about football acts and non-football mm. acts. You know what? And the way that half was explaining it, just makes it so much easier for everyone, the footy fan, to consume. And I would have thought, and Steve, you you can help me out here, surely a non-football act should be double of a football act because we sit there with the lens of watching it all in slow-mo as opposed to in the cut and thrust of elite sport at at a collision speed, split-second decisions... Non-footy acts should be double, not the other way around. Oh, no doubt. And, and I've looked at the, the fines. I mean, Dugowie got 2000 in the end. He accepts a 2000 for a tackle that slightly went wrong. Cochin got 1000 for a forearm to the uh, throat. So they're saying that the football act was twice as bad as the non-football act. Ridiculous. I, I think we got it wrong. We need to pull Chriso up out there if you find him, Richard. Well, yeah. We, we need, just, all I would suggest, Mickey Blue and Matty, just... Just be gentle around him. It's a very, it's the highs and lows of a sale. You want to get him after he just sold one. Yeah, that's right. Very well. (laughs) He he had a couple of crackers that didn't quite meet what he thought they were worth. So uh, there's negotiations going on. Deals will be done. Chris O will be joining the boys. Maddie Nevitt, Maddie Stewart on the big V today. Gentle. So, Maddie, gentle. Can you imagine Matt Stewart trying to line up Chris O? Make sure we've got this on video later on. <laughs> What's Matty wearing today? Is he once again gone with the beige, the off-white, with the Hawaiian shirt it's it'll, type it'll be, environment? It'll be something with a stain. <laughs> it's a tropical-type print, actually, short sleeve sort of almost. It's not a wine, but it's setting that way. Oh, oh, very good to chat uh, to you, boys. Richard, good to see you. We'll uh, be able to listen to your dulcet tones and watch it on uh, English Digital throughout the day. Yeah, it's been really interesting uh, sale, hasn't it? I mean, the top end, I thought, did you... Mick Price's interview, I thought, was really fascinating yesterday, talking about the Premier sale and the fact that this is a real test of the economy at the moment, and you know, we've uh, all got young families and we've got the battle of the mortgage and at the moment your disposable income is being restricted at the moment with all these interest rate rises and that's affecting this bottom part of the market. So uh, the vendors have to find the sweet spot to be able to move the stock on, whereas when we get to Easter, there's an economy of its own there when we're dealing with multi-million dollar lots. So um, finding it really fascinating. Love to chat with uh, Blake Shin as well, uh, and uh, everyone involved in what they're doing there to try to get uh, jockeys out here, yeah. learning different parts of the industry. Awesome stuff. Uh, Richo, uh, good to see you. And, yeah, likewise. Uh, he was saying his friends were telling him that it's tough uh, times at the moment. Richo was actually then. Uh, not so much him. Uh, enjoy today. <laughs> uh, Steve-O, oh, I'm so disappointed to see that news about um, Paddy Lipinski. Uh, we feared the worst, but gee... It's almost season, isn't it, for him? Yeah, it is. Like, it's sort of 12 to 16 weeks, and you need to get your confidence back after having more shoulder reconstruction surgery. So uh, he obviously had the shoulder done, tightened in early October, and virtually the first tackle he's done this season has popped out again. So you're a little bit flat that the surgery obviously hasn't been 100% successful. I'll have to re-tighten it again. 
And imagine you or I going back out there, AFL world, your second reconstruction, you're going to be a little bit sort of uh, tender to start with and lacking in confidence. So it'll be tough for him to have any impact this year, unfortunately. He's been a really good pick-up for Collingwood. And you're leading the charge to have blockbuster matches moved from mm. uh, the Geelong Stadium to the MCG with yeah. news that their um, grandstand's not going to be completed. Yeah, it's not a popular call, I've got to say. But, yeah, the grandstand, uh, 14-seater down the city end. Um, the trouble is they, they play Melbourne down at the Cattery. That was supposed to be a 40,000 game with a new stadium. Um, we're going to have a situation where guys in hard hats are going to be picking up Sharon's and throwing them back from an empty stand. Uh, behind the goals so we're looking at about 25,000 so just putting it out there if we want to maximize crowds perhaps we should move that one to the G because uh, it could be 1v2 they're premiership contenders I know Geelong fans will want the home game but to the AFL has set this up as a big occasion unfortunately the uh, steel supplies Michael haven't come in from China in time anyone doing a Renault would probably know that it's hard work out there no, it has been for a long time. Uh, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, it's no good at all. Hey, uh, Steve-O, outstanding as always. Um, we'll look forward to seeing you out here at the sales as well. I, I know you've got a bit of cash to splash. Mm. That you'd, after giving up the uh, Sharon elliptical, you're keen to find the next champion. I am. I've moved on. But just quickly, I've got a text. $11 for a beer at the Art Centre last night. Just come in on the machine. And would you believe it? Really? $22.50 for a 250ml Chardonnay or $70 a bottle. What? I reckon I'd be going the bottle at that price. So, uh, well, that's extraordinary. The Art Centre would want to be a good concert. Because you need alcohol with concerts. You need to lift yourself up. Oh, 100%. So, at the Art Centre, was that a concert or, or was it... Well, I'm not sure whether it was uh, the opera or a the concert. Theater. $11 for mm. a beer, twenty two fifty for a 250ml Cardinet, as Kath would that's say. Ins- that's insane. Um, we might, tomorrow, we might we might um, continue this, Steve-O. You can find mm. your best value, sporting or entertainment, via uh, a venue uh, for a beverage and, and something to eat. Because... It is something that racing really needs to focus on. And the AFL subsidised the tickets. They've done a great job with the the tickets. I don't think they've increased in the last five years. But if it's an AFL-owned venue, they need to try and help subsidise the cost Mm. of food and beverage as well. Yeah, maybe come back to me with some racing prices as well. Fascinated on what a frothy costs out there at Flemington on a Saturday. Too expensive. They're all too expensive. Um, Steve, good work. Cheers, Mickey.